morning and welcome to the Gallant Fuse Daily News Podcast on Monday the 23rd of January. The Sunday Night Show with Colin, Davey P and Davey T is now available on YouTube if you would like a bit more in-depth uh, discussion and reaction to the St Johnson game at the weekend where of course Rangers uh, progressed in the Scottish Cup with a 1-0 win. And the draw for the next round of the Cup was made last night. And Rangers, of course, were drawn at home to Parrick Thistle. They defeated Dunfermline 4-2 in penalties um, in the fourth round after a 1-1 draw. A talking point that's came out um, after the games at the weekend is, of course, the state of the pitches in Scotland. Now, we've had three games in the last six days. Obviously, one at Hamden, one at Rugby Park and one at McDermott Park. It's certainly a sad state of affairs when the pitch at Rugby Park is probably the best out of the three. And uh, after the game on Saturday, James Tavenier had his had his say in the papers. Uh, from an article on the Daily Record online, Tavenier says, You look at Ross County and Motherwell, and they've always got really good pitches to play on. County are a club so far north in a small stadium, and they still manage to keep the surface really good. There shouldn't be any excuses. All the pitches should be grass at the end of the day. Um, so, I mean, I know now is probably a time that we would be having the uh, the break in Scotland or maybe just having had the break in Scotland so the pitches would have had a rest. And I know this has all been um, sort of dictated by the World Cup. But with both ourselves and Celtic um, not having any European fixtures after Christmas, I don't see why the fixtures have to be congested. Um, there surely must be some free midweeks that you can spread the games out a bit, give the pitches a bit of time to, you know, sort of rest in between games. Um, but it just looks absolutely horrendous on, you know, national TV when we're effectively playing, and next summer, uh, Michael Beale's words here, but playing on uh, cow fields. Um, and the standard of the game is pretty, pretty terrible, to be honest. Yeah, I'll just finish up on the sort of Scottish Cup uh, game at the weekend um, by saying the, the ties for the fifth round uh, will be played on the weekend of February the 11th and 12th. Um, just having a quick scan through the other ties, there's actually nothing that really stands out. You'd probably say Livingston v Inverness or Queen's Park and maybe has the most potential for a, a cup shock. I certainly don't anticipate us being um, at any real risk of getting knocked out by Parrick Thistle. As everybody knows, you know, the Cups are probably our main focus now, and I think it'd be great for Michael Beale to get at least one, um, but hopefully two of the trophies back to Ibrox and set us up for a, a right good uh, shot at the league title next year. Just when I mentioned Livingston there, and I know this is uh, strictly no Rangers news, but if you can get yourself on Twitter and have a look at the clip of uh, David Martindale at the weekend. Um, so he basically, in the post-match interview, um, I think they were 1-0 out at half-time against uh, Stirling Albion, I think it was. And the interviewer says, you know, along the lines, you know, what did he say to them at half-time? And he says, oh, you know, I had a, had a little bit of a go at them at half-time. And then... Uh, the Twitter clip cuts to an actual audio recording of David Martindale in the dressing room at halftime, and he's going absolutely bananas. Um, 
no, just a bit of good old-fashioned management there. So we'll move on from the, the game at the weekend, and I think the probably the thing that's on our mind even more than games at the minute are transfers. Probably as expected, there hasn't been a lot of progression over the weekend, you know, with all the teams involved playing games. There has been an update on the Morgan Whitaker situation at Swansea. It was reported at the end of last week that he would be included in the Swansea squad for their away game at QPR at the weekend. That, however, proved not to be the case. So it was maybe a sort of warning to Rangers or a, you know, a bit of a kick up the arse to Rangers to, you know, get your bid in, get it accepted and, you know, make the transfer happen. If he had played at the weekend, that would have been the second team that he's played for this year. So obviously Plymouth on loan, then he would have played for Swansea. And I believe there's a rule in place that means he can't play for three clubs in the same year. So obviously if he'd then been transferred to Rangers, Rangers would have been the third club and he would have been unable to play. So it would have been pretty unlikely that that transfer would have happened if he had made an appearance for Swansea at the weekend. There's an article in Wales Online today where they're chatting to Nathan Dyer, who's a bit of a legend, I think, at Swansea. In the article, he's quoted as saying, for me, I feel that they need a bit of pace and a little bit of flair to unlock those defences and create more problems up top. It's a hard situation for Morgan. When he first left, he left on the back of scoring a hat-trick for Swansea. I'll have to defend him and say he wanted to do everything he could to play for the team. He's gone on loan and now been recalled. I don't think everybody knows the full details of why that was. I know that it wouldn't be down to him refusing to play for Swansea. For any other reason, then there must be something else in the pipeline. I think he's a good player and he brings something different to the team. There's a lot of politics involved in this. It's not just the manager recalling him to play. It could be that the owners have something in mind. The same article then goes on to quote Russell Martin, who, of course, is the Swansea manager. And in the quote he says, I did the pre-match press conference and received a text from Morgs saying he wasn't in the right frame of mind to travel with the squad for a number of reasons. The situation hasn't changed. We haven't received any more bids from anyone. We have to respect that and be conscious he's a young man in a difficult moment. His well-being is the most important bit. He's got his family with him this weekend because he doesn't want to think about football and will assess the situation when we're back in on Monday and see where we're all at. Now, I have to say, on a, a personal uh, note, that seems to me that, that you know he has got to be moving. Uh, having read through the articles, I don't actually see that there's anybody else interested. It always just really quotes Rangers. So, fingers crossed, if that's a player that Michael Beale wants, then we get him in the door pretty soon. It does seem to be a bit of a common theme. I think him and uh, Raskin are roughly the same age and they both seem to be in a dispute with their current clubs trying to force a move through to Rangers. As Colin discussed on Friday, you can look at that in two ways. You can either be happy that they really want to come to Rangers or you can be a bit wary, um, thinking, well, if they have a couple of good seasons with us and they want to move on, you know, they've got to be the same with us. On the Raskin deal, uh, personally I've not read any updates over the weekend. The updates 
I had sort of seen on Twitter, I think it was on sort of late on Friday, seemed to come from a standard Liège sort of fan account. Um, they did have sort of 10,000 followers, but I don't know what the, what that really means, whether they're reliable or not. And they seem to be suggesting that his move to Rangers was really close. A bit of news on another player that seems to constantly be sort of mentioned on Rangers forums and things um, is Lyndon Dykes. So in the West London sport, um, Neil Critchie, who of course is the uh, QPR manager, confirmed that QPR had a bid rejected from Millwall for Lyndon Dykes. The Lions offered a deal potentially worth up to three million for Dykes, eh, while Stoke have indicated that they are also interested in him. Critchley said we've had a bid, but it's short of our valuation. The article then goes on to say that Rangers, as in Glasgow Rangers, have been linked with the Scotland striker since Michael Beale quit Loftus Road to take over as manager at the Glasgow club. It seems to me that Lyndon Dykes is one of these names that just never seems to go away um, when it comes to transfer speculation at Rangers. I think it probably shows that there is an interest in him from us or there has certainly been in the past but when you start to see championship teams in England bidding three millions plus add-ons and there have been two or three teams interested in them I think it would be crazy for Rangers to get in a sort of bidding war um, especially over three million pounds for Lyndon Dykes I don't think it brings you guaranteed goals I've just noticed at the bottom of that article um, while we were going through, you know, our centre half injury crisis early on the season, a lot of people were saying we should have kept Leon Balogun. Uh, there's a little line at the bottom of that article saying, "Meanwhile, QPR defender Leon Balogun has seen a specialist about his calf injury." So it seems our centre half injury crisis isn't exclusive to uh, just current Rangers players; it extends to former players too. One deal that looks very close to going through is the signing of midfielder Todd Cantwell from Norwich. It was reported uh, by STV on Friday that Rangers have agreed a fee with Norwich City. And I'm sure uh, we've all had the same WhatsApps and stuff that, that had said that, you know, a Bosman had been agreed or a pre-contract, whatever you want to call it, um, had already been agreed with the player. And the only detail left was really for the clubs to come to an agreement over a fee so the transfer could happen this month. It's been reported that the 24-year-old has signed a four-year deal at Rangers. This means we should be seeing him at Rangers for the best years of his career, and he should be arriving Rangers in a decent level of fitness. He has played 18 games in the Championship this year with Norwich, so when he does arrive, he is ready to go straight in Rangers' first team and... Start making that midfield a little bit more creative. I'm going to wrap up the uh, Gallant Few Daily News podcast uh, there. As mentioned at the start of the show, the Sunday night show was posted last night with Colin, Davy T and Davy P. So if you're looking for a bit of a longer show to listen to, pass your day at work or a journey or whatever, uh, get yourself on the YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, give that a listen. And of course, Colin will be back tomorrow with the Gallant Fuse Daily News podcast for Tuesday the 24th of January.